0: The Second Sunday of Advent, Year B, Reflection Written and Read by Carmen Nanco Fernandez, Professor of Hispanic Theology and Ministry and Director of the Hispanic Theology and Ministry Program.
1: Those who know me might be surprised to learn that I am a fan of Project Runway, a reality show featuring aspiring fashion designers. As a theological educator, I appreciate the program's creative challenges. They motivate participants to consider the interactions between textiles, contexts, resources, audiences, messaging, and the designer's own talents, growing edges, and points of view. With that in mind, I'm drawn to the fashion forward description of John the Baptist in Mark's Gospel as, quote, clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, he fed on locusts and wild honey, end quote. Original audiences would have made a connection between John's outfit and Elijah, signifying the prophetic mantle they shared. From the perspective of 21st century sensibilities, contemporary audiences instead may imagine John to be a man with expensive tastes attired in sartorial elegance, and dining on exotic delicacies. This portrait contrasts sharply with the ascetic John that many of us have inherited, also influenced in part by interpretations of his clothing and diet. We tend to be more familiar with an image like the painting San Juan Bautista by the late 16th century artist El Greco, Gaunt, scantily clad in rough hewn vesture, Juan confronts us from his wilderness. Beneath his cruciform staff, a lamb rests near his feet, alluding to the Baptist role as precursor to Jesus. John's fashion sense, however, may have been more practical than ascetical. For an itinerant preacher who spent some time in the desert, A camel hair garment would have proven quite versatile. Known for its insulating properties, such raiment provided protection from the elements. Much like serapes, they were multifunctional, serving as both apparel and blankets. At the very least, the details of John's clothing indicate an adaptation to his place. When it comes to food, in his investigation of honey in antiquity, biblical scholar James Kelhoffer offers a similar contextualization with respect to details mentioned in today's gospel. The source of the wild honey, whether derived from bees or from fruit trees, does not matter. Kelhoffer suggests, quote, the reference to John's honey has more to do with where John was rather than with what he ate. John's food is simply a reflection of what was plentiful in his midst, insects and uncultivated honey. Quote. From the beginning of the gospel, Mark makes a point to situate John in place, with a subtle reinterpretation of a text from 2nd Isaiah that also happens to be Our first lectionary reading this Sunday. In that reading, a heavenly voice addresses the prophet and instructs them, In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. The Gospel version, however, shifts the focus, and now it is the prophet who is a voice of one crying out in the desert. End quote. It is the prophet, in this case John, calling from a specific place and the people come from their comfort zones in the countryside and the city to the edges of discomfort. With the prophet they are charged to make straight God's paths, to set relations right, acknowledge their sins, and accept their responsibility to prepare the way. The problem with cultivating a merely ascetical understanding of the Baptist from details found in Mark's gospel is that it lets most of us off the hook. The mention of John's clothing and dietary choices are not incidental. They remind us that prophets arise from particular places and eras, including our places and our time. What do the prophets of our age wear? How do prophets interact with the resources of our environment? What relations do they call us to set right? How do we participate individually and collectively? in prophetic ministry from our respective places.
0: You're listening to Weekly Scripture Reflections from Catholic Theological Union. CTU is a graduate school of theology and ministry located in the beautiful Hyde Park neighborhood on the south side of Chicago. Every week, CTU's world-renowned faculty and staff lend their wisdom to provide over 2,000 readers with thoughtful, timely, and creative reflections on the coming Sunday's readings. This faithful context for our sacred scripture is grounded in our Catholic tradition with an eye towards ecumenical and interreligious dialogue and is always conscious of the unique signs of our times. To learn more about Catholic Theological Union, visit ctu.edu. There, you can subscribe to receive the written reflections straight to your inbox every Wednesday. You can also learn more about our degrees, certificates, and upcoming events. Have you followed us on social media yet? CTU is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Just search at Chicago CTU. Thanks for listening.